0: Amen, everyone. Amen. Welcome. Welcome to our Monday morning prayer call. I'm delighted to be with you once again as we start this new week. I want to welcome each and every one of you. We are happy and blessed that you decided to join with us. You know the song that was playing, Jesus, Take Your Place. Can we all say that this morning? Jesus, take your place. May all the other things fade away. So no matter what is going on around you, in your family, with yourself, in your town, in your state, in your nation, you know what? All those things, all those things can fade away. Just turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and all these things things that this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So blessings to every pastor that is on the line this morning and to your members and blessings to our guests. I pray you receive from the Lord this morning. Destiny family, you are certainly missed, but things are changing And churches are awakening to who God called them to be and what has been closed to us by man. We, the church, use our authority and power given to us as his children, declaring that, that what has tried to silence us will be no more. We stand and declare the righteous shall not be removed or silenced. Psalm 5110 tells us, Humble yourself before God and commit this time to him. So not only are we going to commit this prayer call to him, but this time, this season of this error that we are in, We are committing this time to him. We remove all things that will distract us and focus upon him and to what we have been called to. Hallelujah. Well, I'm Heather Dawson, and I have a great team this morning. Bishop, our very own Bishop, will be bringing the devotion. Excuse me, and Minister John Small will be praying over the prayer requests. So I greet you, Minister John, and may I ask how you and Sharon are doing this morning.
1: We are doing so well, so well. Miss you a lot, miss seeing your bright smile.
0: You sound good this morning, Minister John. It is wonderful to hear your voice, and it will be even more wonderful to see you face-to-face. We are ready. Amen. I think we're all ready. Hallelujah. And, Bishop, how are you and Pastor Adrian doing this
2: morning? Top of the morning to you, Elder. Uh, Top of the morning to you, John. Uh, We're doing excellent. We're doing excellent. We cannot complain. The Lord is faithful.
0: Amen. Amen. God is faithful. And we praise him this morning. Hallelujah. So, Father, we come this morning. We come with expectation to receive how to reframe our world through faith in the living word of God. See, that's the key word, living word. Father, we know that your word is alive. Help us to understand your ways, so that we will live an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom, Father. Now, Father, I ask that you anoint Bishop Flips as he comes now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Bishop, it is all yours.
2: Amen. Thank you so much. Um, Once again, Elder, and um, we thank the Lord for Minister John Smalls and his wife and being on the line with us this morning. And thank God for everyone that's on the line, all the members of New Destiny Church, and and also the members of the universal body, whichever church you belong to. We all are one body. We serve one God. And so thank you all for being on the line this morning. And I want to say good morning to you. We're going to have a great time this morning. We're going to deal with Hebrews eleven, three. 3. I was thinking about it because I do the devotions on Monday. I said, man, I've been dealing with this scripture for a couple of weeks now. But one of the things I love about the Word of God is you cannot exhaust it. You can always abstract revelation from the Word if you spend time with it. You're always going to discover something that you've overlooked, or something you've never seen before. So, hey, let's get to it. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.3, By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive of ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. They were Fashion. The world was fashioned, put in order, equipped for its intended purpose. So the world has a purpose just as we have a purpose. And that's something we have to understand. When it comes to framing, let's, let, let's focus on that for a moment. When it comes to framing the first thing I start thinking about it, framing, is I start thinking about construction of a structure or structures. I think about building. I think about construction by faith, by what one believes in their heart and what one declares out of their mouth causes the structure to be framed or made or made we have to understand that we are under construction we are structure we're being built up as a holy habitation for God. You don't build structures to leave them vacant. A structure is built so it can be occupied. You have to understand that you're being built up as a structure so that God now can take his place to fulfill his intended purpose or you can fulfill your intended purpose as God now come take his place in you. So God has a purpose. You have a purpose. Both of those purposes have to align themselves to be fulfilled which is called the will of God. Okay? So, we got to understand something, is that we want our lives to be a certain way. I believe everybody do, and you know, yeah, some people' lives go astray, but I believe they never intended that something drastically happened to their life, and somehow they lost control of, you know, life and whatever. But the Bible says, Second Peter one and three. That all things that pertain to life and godliness has been given unto us through the knowledge of God. There's that word. I can't get away from that word. All things pertaining unto life, number one, and godliness are given unto us, how? Through the knowledge of God. Now, if all things are given unto us through life and godliness, certainly faith must be listed amongst all things. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So real Bible faith in itself can only come through the knowledge of God. Having a knowledge of God. Waking up to the possibility of who God is and what the Word of God is. Can do. How did it happen? How did it happen? How was that faith deposited? The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. and Hearing by the word of God. So let's think about it. Think about it. For a moment. Let's slow down. Think about it. Why did you become a born again believer? Why? In some cases, many of us became born again because we didn't like the direction in which our lives were going. Think about it. Didn't like the direction. We wanted something better. And so we gave the Lord a try. We gave the Lord a chance. Now, we didn't know God had already orchestrated that moment, that that was the moment in which he would now become the Lord of your life or he would come and take his abode or move in. Let me not use that word. Some people may not know what that word means. That he would now come and fill the vacancy of your heart Praise God, I like that much better. So God knew if your life was ever going to change, he would have to give you faith because faith assists the newborn-again believer in believing that God is, and he is a rewarder, of them that diligently seek him. So faith comes or faith was given watch this for the restructuring of our lives. Faith comes. Faith came there. Faith is given to the new born again child of God At new birth, God gives you a new belief in the seed form of faith. Why is that important? Because God said, if I don't give them this, if I don't give them this measure of faith, they will not believe. And it's important, watch this now, this is is knowledge. It is important if their life's going to ever be restructured, They're going to have to believe that it is possible, although it seems like it's impossible. Praise God. So let's look at this again. Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In the CEV version of the Bible, it says it this way No one can have faith without hearing the message about Christ. Isn't that something? No one can have faith without hearing. So, real Bible faith, no one can have faith without hearing the message of Christ. There is no faith outside of the Word, not, not real Bible faith. Faith that can restructure your life. Faith that can take that which seems impossible and make it possible because the Bible says that all things are possible to them that believe. But listen carefully. The amount of faith that you're operating in is directly related to the proportion of the knowledge that you have of God through His Word. I'm going to say that again. The amount of faith that you operate in, that you're currently operating in right now, is directly related to the proportion of the revelation knowledge that you have of God through His Word. See, many people have a very difficult time trying to operate in faith because they don't have a real working knowledge of God's word operating in them, and that is vitally important. Because I started dealing with this, uh, I touched on it maybe a week ago, but yesterday we start going deeper, and I'm going to go deeper in the coming weeks on on on, on um. Faith based on knowledge, I'm going to call it that. Faith based on knowledge. And uh, this is very important. So many believers have let the word that they do have slip. You know, you go to church, you hear the word, and, you know, you're hearing it, but you're letting it slip. Or you let, uh, the like the Bible says, you let it become choked out by the cares of the world and the, and the deceitfulness of riches and other things. Or they walk by sight over walking by faith. They walk by sight over walking by faith. They walk by what they can see. You know what I mean? They only believe it if they can see it. And that's not how faith operates. See, what you say you believe, you're not going to have evidence to prove it. The only evidence you're going to have to prove it is what you know. My Lord, Jesus, that was good. I'm blessing myself this morning. I hope this is recorded. So the only evidence that you're going to have concerning what you're believing that's going to help you restructure your life the things that you believe are going to come to pass in your heart, is what you know. And that's all the evidence you need. In other words, you won't have physical, tangible evidence, but all of the evidence you need is the Word of God. That's why the Bible says that the Word is the title deed. It is the proof. Man, let me go over there and look at that. Let's let's go over there. Hold on. Let me... Open this up. Now faith, Hebrews 11, verse 1, is the assurance, It's the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for being the proof of the things we do not see in the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real facts what is not revealed to the senses. So all you need It's what you believe, what you know, what you believe and what you know. is all that you need to know when I believe it in my heart. I confess it out of my mouth. It is going to come to pass in my life. The Bible warns us. Watch this now. Of certain things. The Bible says, For we live by believing and not by seeing. We live by believing and not by seeing. And I'm my time is up. I'm, let me let me pray. Because I, I I don't want to rush this. Look, we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up. Little later, and we're going to dive deeper into this. This is so, so rich. Father, I honor you. We honor you. We bless you. We magnify you. I pray for every person that is on this line this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for them. I thank you for their faithfulness, their commitment, their consistency, their diligentness to get up, Lord God, this time of the morning to have an ear to hear. What thus says the Spirit of the living God. Father, I can fill their expectation and their anticipation of your rhema word. Father, we thank you for it. I feel the pull on the anointing. We thank you for it. That anointing has the power to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Father, I declare today that every burden be removed and every yoke be destroyed. The Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it's hidden to them that are lost that the God of this world has blinded the minds, Lord God of the unbelievers. Father, I declare that the enemy will no longer be able to blind the minds of those that are on this line. I thank you that from this very moment they will begin to hunger and thirst for righteousness. For you said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be Feel. I thank you, Lord God, that starting this very moment, we'll become thirsty for the things of God again, for the word of God, the knowledge of God. You said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I thank you, Father God, we will begin to deepen our knowledge base when it comes concerning the word of God and your will for their lives in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, from this very moment. Listen very carefully as I declare this over your life. Grace and peace be multiplied, not added, multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us by glory and virtue, by which by which have been given unto us exceeding and great precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Father, we thank you that because of your grace, which we receive by faith, we are partakers of your divine nature. I declare peace unto you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Um, I just want to say one thing in regards to what you said. I'd like to say a whole lot, but time doesn't permit that. Um, You started off by saying that we cannot exhaust the Scripture. Isn't that the truth? You can read it today, but you know, when you read it tomorrow, that same Scripture, more revelation comes because you simply cannot extract everything that is in that scripture because god always gives more and one other thing you said he came to fill the vacancy in your heart do you know that every man woman on this earth has a vacancy in their heart that can only be filled by the lord jesus himself you know when you travel and you see motels, and you see the flashing lights that say vacancy, vacancy, vacancy. Because there are things around us that are trying to come and fill that vacancy. But nothing, nothing apart from Jesus can ever fill that vacancy. So praise God. Thank you for that word this morning. I'm going to ask Minister John to come at this time and to share the request. And we're going to agree with him as he prays concerning them. Minister John?
1: Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. We have two. We have two requests. Uh, The first one is from a Mark Richardson, Jr., Mark Richardson, Jr. And his request is this. I am requesting prayer. He said, first, for my mind and thought life. And then secondly, and for deliverance from prescription drugs, a medicine. So, Mark, I I pray that you're on the line and you're hearing this. I pray that you're on the line and hearing this because I'm going to give you another prescription that will surpass all prescriptions that you've been taking so far. Starting off with this, Isaiah 53, 5. Here's a prescription. But he, meaning Jesus, was wounded. For your transgression, he was crushed for your wickedness. That means your sin, your injustice, your wrongdoing. The punishment, the punishment that required for your well-being, fell on Jesus. And by Jesus' stripes, mark you're healed. You take that prescription every day it's like you took your other one and you are healed in regards to your mind mark in regards to your mind here's another prescription in colossians 3 2 set your minds on things that are above not things on earth where's your mind right now what are you thinking about what are you thinking about because in philippians 4 8 it already tells you where to fix your mind father We ask that Mark fix his mind on what is true, honorable, and right, what is pure and lovely, and what is admirable. You said, Father, think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Mark, I pray that you hear these words and you're doing it, not just a hearer, but a doer of the word. Mark, in regards to your deliverance, Here's what we are all agreeing on. Because the word says in Psalms 34, 17, it says that when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. He not only hears you, he not only says, Mark, I hear you. He says, Mark, I will deliver you out of all of your troubles. He goes so far as to says in Psalms 34, 4, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. So, Mark, I say to you, seek the Lord in all that you do, because He is waiting, as a mother waits for a child to say "Mama," or a father waits for a uh, son to say "Daddy." He is waiting for you to call on Him. Our second request comes from Paul Walker, and he, his request is this for his his mother, his aunt, and his sister. He says, I pray for those women in my life to have peace, grace, and justice. These women I pray for today, they do pure things. They are faithful, and they live their lives as best as possible for joy. Let more joy and abundance, grace, and justice be upon my mother, sister, and aunt. So right now, Paul, we have good news for you because the joy abundance and grace and peace, I say this, if they have accepted Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, they have it. They have it. Look at Galatians 5.22. It says this, we pray, Father, that they understand this. The fruit of the Spirit is love. They got it. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Father, I thank you that they stop asking for and start looking at what they already have. That they have a revelation of what was already given. Because then Jesus, before he left, he told his disciples and told them, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit that has all of these characteristics. Now it's for, up to us to believe it by faith and receive it. Father, I also pray that they, the mom, the sister, and the auntie, according to Philippians 4, always be glad because of the Lord. Always be glad. They said it again because it's so important. I believe, Father, that they understand this, that don't worry about anything, but to pray about everything with thankful hearts, Offer up your prayers and requests to God. And here's what God is going to do for each one of them. Then, because you belong to Christ, God will bless you. With what? With peace that no one can completely understand. This peace will control the way you think and the way you feel. And also, he says, think about these things as well. What is true and pure and right and holy, friendly and proper. But even stop thinking. Continue on and on. So, Father, right now, we thank you. We all come together in one accord for Mark Richardson and Paul Walker and his mom, auntie, and sister. That they get into the word because the word says in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law, don't let it depart out of your mouth. Keep it in your mouth and meditate on it when? Day and night. Because your word says, Father, finally in Mark 7, those who ask, those who seek, and those who knock would all be open, given, and answered for them. So, Father, we thank you that you heard us this morning. We thank you that your word would not go unnoticed. It would not go unaccomplished but it would accomplish the things that you've set out to do we thank you in your powerful name which is Jesus christ amen
0: amen amen you know we know when we pray believing for what we're asking for that god hears and he does answer us and so we stand in agreement uh, minister John for mark and for Paul and their requests and we believe that these requests Us will become praise reports because of the faithfulness of our God and because we know that his word is true. And I believe that each and every one of us can say amen to that this morning. Before we close out, I just want to go back to Bishop and ask him if he has anything further to say. Bishop?
2: Thank you so much, Elder. You know what? Um, I want to Rest my pen where I stopped this morning, because I said a lot, and I'm sitting here meditating on while Minister Smalls was praying, I was praying and meditating on some things that were spoken this morning. And it's a lot, but it's key to restructuring our life to live a successful, prosperous life. And so let's just work on the, that knowledge, getting a better knowledge of who God is and how his principles operate. I want to say, Pastor Adrian and I, we love you all so much. Praise God for you. And uh, have a great day, and it's going to be a great week in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Well, thank you, Bishop, and we love you and Pastor Adrian also. You know, the purposes of God will always, always overcome the plans of man. Remember that. Um, as we start our day, Holy Spirit, activate yourself in our lives. Show us opportunities to serve and how to be a blessing to others. You've called us to our place of influence for a reason. Now guide and enhance the giftings that have been given to us already. Enhance those giftings, and may we step out in faith as we obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. We give you, Father, all the glory, and we give you all the praise, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Kathy, will you open up the lines and let us worship the Lord our God together. God bless you, everyone.